Was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome, Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And we got a very, very special episode. Ladies, we heard you. Okay, we heard you. <laughs> we got not only just just a female, we got the the female. Okay, let me just number one course creator female. Okay. <laughs> Um, millionaire, female. I'm getting. I'm, there's going to be a lot of air horns on this one. Has a uh, um, an amazing brand has helped, man, thousands of people make money in in stocks and options. Um, just a pure soul. I feel like I know her. That yet we never met. Um, she's super dope, Moose. Who are we talking about? Man, we're talking about the one and only Terry Ijeoma. Listen, simplicity, humility, uh, very knowledgeable. And I think this is no better way to learn about branding and business than from her. So let's get it. And I'm trying to get an invite to her house, but we'll talk about it after this intro. Two kids from Queens, cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. We're not gonna make you wait any longer. I promise you, we're not. We got to bring Terry in the building right now. Hey, y'all. Oh, oh my gosh, beautiful. why are y'all Don't so... she look beautiful? I'm just saying. <laughs> Audio you. people, she looks beautiful. Audio, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. take your video. <laughs> y'all are so amazing, though. Like, that production was dope. Thank you. Thank you. We try. We try out here. We try. You know what I mean? But look, great. First, first and foremost, uh, let the people know... How dope you are. Well, okay, you're humble. So who you are. I'll, I'll start it off like that. Let people know who you are, a little bit of your background, because we got questions. I promise you we do. Sure. So my name is Terry Gioma, and my last job was assistant principal of an elementary school, and it just got overwhelming. I was crying in the bathroom all the time, had all these different jobs and objectives from principals and bosses, and I said, y'all, I got to go. So quit my job as assistant principal and started traveling all over the world, and I afforded it by trading stocks. And of course, while I was out there putting my pictures on Instagram, people said, wait, wait, teach us how to do it. So I started mm. teaching people how to invest, did my first class in Thailand, my second class in Vietnam, then came to the States and said, hey, OK, I can reach more people if I put this online. So I went from two people mm. online to 20,000 with the number one course on Teachable, like you said, highest grossing. And we've, we've just changed lives. That's what we do. That's who I am. <sighs> Simple, you're very powerful. First of most before <laughs> before I get to you, I promise you, you 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 going, but can we talk about the slight flex of the first two classes? Can we talk about that? Like that's not yeah, you know, I did it at the library. Um mm -hmm. I did it at my house. Um yeah. no, I did it in Florida. No, can we can why those two locations just Real quick before I go, to, why those two locations? 
We have been traveling. So when I quit my job, I joined this program that was traveling from one city to the next for a month at a time. So first month was South Korea, second month was Thailand. And that's when the people around me that were traveling with me, they had been seeing me trading. They asked and they kept asking me to go on coffee dates. And I was like, look, people, I don't even like coffee like that. I would do like a little class at the WeWork and we come together. (laughs) So, yep, the second place we went was Thailand. So that's why Thailand. And then the next place we went was Vietnam and they had loved it in Thailand so they asked for a second in Vietnam what yo wow okay look look (laughs) yeah that's uh that's interesting Terry so what came first was it the passion for trading or the passion for travel because it's like it seemed like Mm. the 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 trading was able to fund the travel but what which one of those passions came first Oh, good question. So I've been trading for 12 years now since 2010, but Mm. I started traveling in college. I studied abroad in Spain my last semester. So I lived in Madrid for six months and every weekend I'd go to a different place. Like my first solo trip was Venice and I got to see the Mm. water and it was it was amazing. So I guess travel came first and then later Mm. trading. Wow. Wow. Look at that. All right, I got I gotta ask. I gotta ask. So when trade and travel, right? Clearly that's what you were doing, but at what day or year, if you could remember, when did you say, yo, this this gotta be a brand? Like I, this just can't be my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like I gotta do this is this gotta be out to the world. Like I could do something with this. When when was that day? Talk to us about that transition. Oh, good question. So in October, when I was still at the school, my friend had passed away. And it hurt me so bad because like he had just started his life. Like he just had this one-year-old. He had just gotten married. And I thought if any if anybody would be around, it would be like me and him to the end. Because he was like mm. my ride or die in Chicago. Right. When I was like, let's go somewhere. He was the first one to be like, yeah, let's go. So when he passed away, that showed me that life was too short. And I remember writing in my journal, I was praying to God. And I was like, Lord, if I could do anything in the world, what would it be? And it was trade socks because I enjoyed it. I had been doing it as a side hustle and it just was fun to me. And then it was travel around the world. So I put that in my journal in October of 2017. Mm. And then, excuse me, excuse me. I did that October 2016 because I actually Mm -hmm. quit my job the following year in 2017 and started traveling and doing just that. And it wasn't a brand to me. It just was, this is what I want to do. Like, I don't want to die and not have seen the rest of the world. And then in 2018, one of my friends who actually had had seen me in Thailand reached out to me when I was back in the States. And he was like, look, I really think you need to think about putting your your course online. And I was like, no, no, I don't want to be in education no more. I don't want to teach anybody. I just want to travel on my own. And he bugged me for at least three months. Like, no, Terry, I really think you need to do this. And he actually sent me a webinar from Danielle Leslie. And she had talked Mm -hmm. about online courses. And I remember looking at that webinar and saying, okay, yeah, but I still think if I do anything, I'm going to do it live because I just enjoy seeing people live. And later that year, when, when when I did the finally did the first live in the States, 71 people showed up 
And in Danielle's thing, she had said, okay, you don't have to have it made already. Just tell them you have an online course. So in that class, Mm. it was May of 2017. I told them, no, 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 excuse me. This is May of 2018. I told them, okay, I think I have a class. If anybody wants to buy it, and I had priced it at a thousand, well, it was two thousand, but I said fifty percent off a thousand dollars. I'm thinking right. nobody's gonna buy this course. Nobody's gonna pay a thousand dollars to did. learn from me. Girl, two people did. Mm-hmm. And so now I had to go make this course for two people. Mm. <laughs> tell tell mm-hmm. tell the people you celebrated with those two people though. Or did you get anxiety? What 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 happened? Man, I was I was both excited and disappointed at the same time. I was excited that they wanted to pay me money and I was mad because I I had used this as an excuse for so long. Like if nobody buys the course, then I don't have to make it. I don't it. gotta make it. I can just keep <laughs> traveling and living my life if nobody buys it. So when they did, I was like, oh shoot, now I gotta go make this. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta teach them and what was so cool people always ask me like well Terry how did your course get started like literally I just gave everything I had to those two people so I mm. would write the curriculum I would make the first part and I thought of everything I needed to know to learn how to trade or that I wish I had known and so I would make the first part and then I would invite them to my house and I would teach it to them and yeah. I would look at their faces and see if they were getting it and if they didn't get it I'd go like change it up and then invite them back to my house and teach it to them again so like that's how my course got started. I literally was trying to teach two people to be the best traders they could be. Wow. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. How long did that last, Terry? Because it seemed like, you know, what's funny to me is I always find it interesting how much of our like last chapters fund our current chapter. Right. So you left being a principal because it's like, man, I want to live my life. And then I'm hearing you use the words curriculum. Like I was writing curriculum. I was creating this course. It's like, I imagine some of that experience was taken into creating what you have now today. So just talk about maybe even to the people who are listening that are kind of really fed up with their current situation and trying to rush to their next season, because it seemed like you took some talents from there. And then of course you were to some extent are still teaching today. Yeah, there's so many skills that I've taken from my old jobs into what I do now. So when I was in education, many of my jobs were around operations. So even when I was assistant principal, I was the one ordering all the food for the kids, buying the Mm. furniture. I bought the cafeteria tables. I got to decide if they were oval (laughs) or rectangle. You know, like I was all about ops. I use that now even in the course because we're operating a school. Like that's how I see my my role. I'm operating a trading school. And mm-hmm. in this school, like all the operations of it from kids getting kids, stu- my student, my students are 35 to 55, but I still like kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> but students getting through the program, the easiness of them learning, being able to like get in, like all those things are operations. So I brought that skill over. Then, like you said, the how do you learn? Like how do you teach to different types of learners, whether it's a visual learner or an auditory learner or somebody who needs to do by example? Like I brought that from Mm -hmm. education and then I was an assistant pastor of a a church not assistant pastor I was Mm. a youth pastor at a church and people don't know that but I bring ministry into what I'm doing like I really Mm. care about the people I want to make sure that their lives are changed their souls are okay so all those skills I bring into to trade and travel every day Mm. (laughs) 
All right. So talk about the moment that you were like, yo, this, this is something like it's working. Like, okay. I put it out there. I got two, but what was that real moment that you were like, oh no, this is, this is like, could be an empire. This could be something way bigger than I just thought what, you know, the trade and travel from a surface level is, this is going to be huge. Yeah. There was two of those times. One was when I was teaching live. So that yeah. that first class in Dallas, tw- that one in May where two people signed up. When yeah. 71 people showed up for me to teach them how to, I think it, I called it like how to get into the stock market or intro to the stock market, something like that. When 71 people showed up, and I had mm. charged them like $60 or something. So I think I, in the end, I made like $3,000. Right. Y'all mm. do not know how excited I was because my assistant principal salary was 4000 a month. So I'm like, mm. this one class just did all of my salary and, mm. and they came to listen to me. So at that time, my mindset was, I'm just going to teach one live class a month. And then that's what I'll do. I'll teach a class and then I'll go travel and I'll come back and I'll teach a class. (laughs) So that was a a turning point that said, you know what? Like, this is something. And then down the road. So after I had those two people sign up for the online course and I had gone from May through October teaching them, I decided, okay, I'm going to do an official launch to my Instagram list and tell them I have an online course. Because up until then, nobody Mm. really knew that I had a course, except the live people, right? Mm -hmm. So I said, I'm going to do a launch to Instagram and 30 people signed up. Y'all don't Mm. know how excited I was to have the first 30 people in a cohort. They signed up to come hear me, like to come hear me teach. Mm. That was, this is a thing. This is a Mm. thing. And people were having results too. Like I had one girl who was like, I want the, I want you all to keep teaching. So I need you to have a VIP. I didn't have a VIP program at the time. It was literally just the first four weeks. Now my course is right. eight weeks, but I didn't have a VIP, but several students in the class asked for me to keep teaching. It's a thing. Mm. Like, mm. and then people were having results. Like one of them was like, yeah, so I usually make $10 an hour in my job, but I just made $200. That's 20 hours that you just saved me from work. Oh, this is a thing. Wow. Mm, yeah. This is a thing. Mm. Wow. That's, that, that's powerful. I, I want to jump in. And I, I love that you said you were in operations, right? Because like me being a really business minded and caring about the business side of things, I know that, yes, there's emphasis put on the front end, say, to launch a product or to market a product or a service. But a large part of success comes in the operations because once you go through that first phase, now we have to follow through on what we promised. We have to have some infrastructure and some processes that are really well put together so that we can deliver effectively or efficiently. So there's a lot that happens after that. So talk to us a little bit about how you kind of just started, again, taking some of that experience, but maybe even changing it up a little bit because you're in a virtual environment, you're teaching adults, no longer students. And now applying that business acumen, what were some challenges maybe that came up along the way or, or things that you had to adapt and adjust so that you can really run the business effectively? Yeah, this is what I think differentiates the good creators from the great creators. The great creators care about their students and their students' success. 
So mm. when you say like what happened after, I literally taught the class myself every week for two years straight. I was on coaching calls and the class was eight weeks. But at that time I would do each week, two, two weeks at a time. So I would teach for eight weeks straight, making sure that the students in the class were getting it. If they didn't get it, I would redo the course. And then I would take a couple weeks off and then I would do a whole nother reteach the whole class, then make sure that it was still good and then change it up. All right. They didn't get this. They didn't get that. So I retaught the class for two years straight, making sure that they got it. And now Mm. it's more evergreen and it can go on a, you know, I don't have to look at it, but it's because I put in the time on the front end and I made sure that my students were actually learning. And then on the top of that, because they were learning, they were my biggest, biggest marketing tool. Like most Mm. of my business comes from referrals. There was like, I didn't get to do Facebook ads for the longest. Like I just started doing Facebook ads this year. I made my first 10 million without Facebook ads because Mm. people were doing word of mouth. Nope, 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 nope. Hold on, hold on. Wait, first of all, you're not going to speed past that. Like you didn't just say what you just said. Got to bring you back, Terry. Got to bring you back. You said (laughs) not, not seven, but eight. So yeah, tell us now. (laughs) <laughs> Go again. Sorry. Sorry. That we're not gonna pass by that. That's that we're not. We're not. Say what you did before the Facebook ads. Do that. Yeah. So I had made $10 million in revenue before I could even use Facebook ads. And my class was really cool. Cause I know you all are all about marketing and the journey. So my company, Trade and Travel, like we've done over like a ton. <laughs> Mm-hmm. millions and millions and millions in revenue yeah. and um the whole like the first three years we couldn't use facebook ads so it was all word of mouth and partnerships that helped us to get there and and to to what i said yeah like we had done the first 10 million with ads that's that's i don't yeah that yeah I'm gonna drop a bomb. I don't. I don't. I don't have. I'm not doing air horns. Right. This is crazy. Uh, most is it your? T- I don't know. I don't even know. Uh, what I my, yeah, I have no idea. Uh, yeah, that was that was that was too good. Okay, look. You threw off our rhythm, Terry. Yeah, we, you now, threw. We, yeah, we, yeah, we I'm not this whole flow, <laughs> and I, that threw me all the way off. Okay, so I'll I'll go. Um, I'll say this. I first. Uh, was introduced to you through YouTube, right? I don't know how, but like, cause I don't look up nothing of that. You know me, I look up brand stuff all day and hip hop stuff and your stuff came through and I was like, who is this? This is okay, I'll watch this. But the dope part about your content on YouTube, mind you, people y'all need to, uh subscribe to it is it's trade and travel and she's done i think about 3.9 million views on that channel let's i just want to put that out there i don't know if everybody knows this but she's done that right so um what i love about it is that it's super organic like it's just you half of the time on a webcam right and then you get the blend of like the high quality production vibe and lately your content's been super fire but Can you talk to the people who are starting out a brand and like feel they have to have that high quality? Because you were like, I'm talking 
to the community. I'm I'm showing what I do. I'm showing the course, everything like that. Like talk about that journey of creating content for you. Yeah. You know what? I've come to a point where I've realized that your content and what you're saying is so much more important than how it looks. Mm. Like what you're saying, your content is more important than your curation. Um, And why do I say that? Because especially with trading stocks, people just needed to hear from me. They needed to know what to do. They needed to know how to do it. And no matter how cute it looked or not cute it looked, if I didn't tell them what to do, they were going to lose money. And that's actually still my heart. My heart is people who have gotten into the stock market. They didn't really know what they were doing. And now they're losing And Mm. so I'm thinking about the person who's having to go home and tell his wife, like, I just lost all your savings in the market or that has to the the person who's like, I keep throwing money at it. I know it will work eventually, but it just isn't working yet. I don't know what I'm doing. So those people need to hear from me more than they need to see me being cute. It's not about Mm. me. It's about them and how I can help them. So that's. So good. That's why it's it doesn't matter if it's on a webinar or a, a camera. They just need to hear me. Yeah, that's yeah. that's so good. Yeah. That's big that's big responsibility too, if you think about it, because it's like when you think about it that way, which I think is it's probably why so much of your success or at least students are raving fans of what you're doing is because there's obviously genuine care. But the thing that came to my mind is there's always this talk, especially with courses that only eight or 10% of people get through courses, right? And yet at the same time, I'm looking at the information business or the teaching industry, let's just call it online course industry, uh, is booming. I mean, I'm seeing everyone has a course. There's people who have courses about how to DJ and how to personal train and how to, you know, obviously there's so many things. For somebody who's thinking about starting a course now, what are some maybe pieces of advice you'd give them on how to get their students to get through, to actually finish the course, because you can't possibly be successful, I imagine, without getting through what, you know, the the trainer is trying to teach you. Yep. There's, honestly, I have a couple, couple thoughts on that. One, does it matter if they finish? Like, Mm. oftentimes, I think we, we try to orchestrate what we want the student to get out of the course. And we think that if they finished it, then that's what they needed to learn. But oftentimes people are coming for different things. So in the, the eight week program, there's the first week is how to, how to pick good companies. And then we go into how to protect your risk and then into charting. And, and we're not going to go into that deep here. But my thought is, well, if they just really needed to know how to protect their risk and they got through week two, they got what mm. they came for. They didn't finish, but they got what they came for. Or if they were really struggling with picking the stock that everybody says at the barbershop, but not really picking the good one. Well, in week one, they just got what they came for. So it's not Mm. necessarily that they need to finish the course. They just need to get what they needed to be successful. Now, I will say the people who do finish all eight weeks, they have the most tools and they have the most opportunity to be successful. Like they they are the ones that are in my thousand dollars in a day club where, you know, where they're able to realize a thousand dollars or I have another student. He's making a hundred thousand a month like he has gone through the course over and over and over again in completion, been to every coaching call. So those people have more likelihood. But we as creators can't dictate 
what we think somebody should get out of our course. We just need to make sure that every piece of it is good, even from the beginning. I so that's that. one thought. Yeah. Um, but I will say, of course, uh, other than that, you can have coaches. So like we have coaches and live coaching calls that people can jump on. And then we have like a Facebook group with all of the old alumni students. So they're encouraging the new students to finish. So that mm. also helps. But yeah, I think, I think you'll go down a rabbit hole if you're trying to just make sure people finish instead of making sure they get what they came for. Mm, I like that. Y'all not going to get this information anywhere. I'm just letting you know this. I'm just keep, just keep telling y'all, y'all this. Anyway. Y'all have good questions. Y'all pull stuff out of people that we ain't never talked about before. I mean, we, we try. We try. Here and there, we try. Um, okay, let's let's talk about community, right? What was, besides putting out the course, right? What was some of your first steps of creating community? And then what was a mistake you made when it came to your community? One of the best things was when I was teaching live, everyone was together and we all had our videos on. So even in that yeah. small, like 30 people group, it felt really nice because I knew everybody's name. Another like secret is make sure people write their name on Zoom. And if you're a creator, call their name. Like, don't mm -hmm. just say, you know, you and the girl, you know, green shirt or hey, you with the curly hair, like say their name. It comes up. Um, also, when people are talking and you know how the, the microphone, it'll tell you who's talking. So as a teacher, just that's just like a teacher tip. Say their name like, hey, Darius, we can hear you. Anything you want to put in, Amy, because we could hear all of that, <laughs> you know, like all of just it. be personable and be be direct. So they, they know you see them. They know you hear them. Another thing that I've done is my sales team is actually customer service. So our goal at Trade and Travel is to make sure everybody is seen and heard. They feel seen, they feel heard. So if, if it's a comment under a post, I have a whole team that just does YouTube comments because I want them to know, thank you for that comment. I saw you and I heard you. And, and then in our responses, it could be an email that comes through. I tell my team, I want you to first acknowledge what they said and then give them the answer to their their question, seen and heard. So those are two things I think I've done well to form community. People know that they're seen and heard. And if not by me, because now it's getting so big, by someone on my team or someone in the trade and travel family in general. So that's two things I did right. One thing I did wrong is I don't feel like I had a plan for Telegram. And that mm -hmm. has been where, like now we have meetups across the, the world, really, like, Every state, train travel students get together and they have little get, get togethers and meetups. And then overseas in London, they've been asking me when I'm going to show up to their get together. So it's now become this like live, in person, moving body. But a lot of things are coordinated through Telegram. And so I wish that I had done better about creating a plan on the front end for us to scale in that more personable way so that we could control the narrative. Now we got people trying to pop up and say what they want to say. And I'm like, I ain't said yeah. it. That's not how I taught it. What are you talking about? So that would be the thing I messed up. Mm -hmm. It's okay. We all mess up. Just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Terry, you mentioned team. So I, I definitely want to dive into that piece. Cause I think, you know, every business scales, 
with good people, you, you need a team and, and, and that's an important aspect of it. Uh, of course, we work with Brother Sean who helped us coordinate this yeah. too. So that was great. So t- tell us about, you know, now stepping into not just being a creator and the main teacher or coach on a program, but there is, we've talked about the business part, but now you're trying to hire people. You're looking for the right people and you're looking to put teams and, and things in place Talk to us about that a little bit. Like, what have you learned along the way? Or what are some things that you use to make sure that you just got the right people in the right places? Yeah, I'm going to speak from a CEO of a $300 million company, right? Mm -hmm. Perspective. And then tell creators that are trying to get there, how do you do it? So in the beginning, when it's just you, you got to know everything. And I encourage you to know everything. One of the one of my friends, she was like, well, I'm only going to focus on the things that I do. Well, I'm like, girl, you you it's just you right now. You do everything well because you got to do it all. <laughs> mm. uh, know everything first. Then as you start building, I encourage when you're that mid level, start looking at agencies. You don't have to hire everything in house. Agencies are great. Like social media agency, shout out to Sean with school, school's over now. What that's who you were talking about before Moose and, and drew from build your own brand, like, or the old agency, like they are the ones who actually help put together the podcast. You all were talking about the power of 1 million. They're an agency, Mm. but they come into my team and they treat it like it's their own. So love them, love them to death. So the, the, Mid-level, I would say, I would encourage people, use agencies that know how to do their thing because that'll give you as a CEO more time to breathe because those agencies Mm. are experts. But then I would say when you get to the higher, higher levels, it's time to start bringing people in-house. And I just, uh, shout out to our girl, Connie Falls. Like I was just talking to Connie earlier today about systems and people and we, we now have to hire 37 people. And then we just added some more folks. It's going to be like 43 people to really make this system run smoothly. But I think now is the time where it needs to be in-house. Mm-hmm. 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 That's, that's, that's good. Ooh, 40, 30, some people. <laughs> Okay, you got that. You got that. 30, 40. Yeah, 30, 40. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, the all right. Thing of, oh, real quick. I was just going to say the thing yeah. about it is that I'm learning that I am a corporation now. In the mm. beginning, I was just a creator. Then right. I went to being a CEO. And now I'm a corporation. And I need to act mm. like a corporation. When did you figure that out? Probably like a month ago. It's been recent. Okay. Okay. It's been recent. <laughs> okay. But I, I've been thinking about it because, of course, y'all know I, I'm a trader. So I'm always looking at companies and evaluating companies. And now I'm realizing, yeah. Terry, you're a company. Like your trade and travel business is a school. It is a full corporation. Mm. So we got to act like that. We got to mm. act like how is our revenue coming? What do our expenses look like? What do our people look like? What is HR? What is our forecast for the five-year five years from now, like that's what we're talking about is no longer just Terry makes millions. It's our team and our corporation makes millions. Mm, talk that talk. That a whole question that that threw me off again. Great. Great. Okay. No, that was good. That was good. Okay. No, I'm, I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to bring it back. Um, okay. So, 
there's there's one thing that I super love about you uh, when it comes to like your brand. Like it's still very like personal. Like it's not just the the course and the students and everything. Like when, for instance, uh, shout out to everybody who uses Instagram. Uh, she was getting busy on Instagram reels with these little skits and things like that. Talk to uh, the people about the balance that you found when it comes to like showing the students, showing the course, but like still giving a blend of you. Um, and we are going to talk about this uh, singles mansion. So don't bring that up too much into detail because <laughs> I got questions. But um, yeah, talk talk to the people about the 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 work and kind of personal balance when it comes to creating your brand. Recently, I realized that I need to actually have three prongs to my social media presence. So okay. now we split it up. We split it up to Terry Egioma, the person and that brand. Then we have Trade and Travel, the brand, and then Power of One Million, the brand. Mm -hmm. So Trade and Travel, the brand has everything from webinars, affiliates. <laughs> All right. I don't know All if y'all right. hear that. Do y'all hear that? We, what was that? A little bit. A little I bit. Don't know. Yeah. Sound like somebody yeah. doing like African the, music somewhere. I don't know. I was about to say the, the <laughs> lizards came through. The li uh, the, the Puerto Rican lizards came through. Man. It's loud okay. too. It sounds okay. like somebody's like doing construction. It is okay. It is okay. Well, People, this is what happens in Puerto Rico. You once you will you will experience that one time for the one time. We'll we'll just speak right. that into existence for all our listeners. You feel me? Man, like real talk. I don't know if y'all could still hear it, but No, you good. You okay. good. Okay, good. Um real talk like electricity goes out here, water yep. goes out here, but yep. we still make it do what it do. Um y'all yep. uh, had a blackout uh not too long ago. Recently, yeah, like last yeah. week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, trust. I know. I know all about that lifestyle. My mom hates it, right? But I'm like, oh, no AC. Let's get the candles. Let's get all. I'm. I'm <laughs> all for it. My mom yeah. hates it, but that's a whole nother side. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I just don't understand what this thing is beating like this. I'm on a high floor right now. That must be like <laughs> a really strong bird. Like what in the world? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go through the tour later for people. We'll go through the tour and find out, you know, uh, uh, well, we're minorities, know, never mind. We're, we're minorities. You I, get we don't look for it. We just stay right here and just. <laughs> but anyway, so things, what were we talking about? We were talking um, about oh, the brand. Yep, already, okay. the, the, the balance of personal and, and work on social media. You had three tiers. Yes. So with trade and travel, that's where all of the things about the course come in. We actually recently put it on its own Instagram page. So trade and travel on IG is all about the course, trading, education, like really putting out like crisp, clean content that's, you know, made from things that I've done, but but just looks really good. It's stylish. It's nice. Then things in Terry Gioma, like this is Terry, the entrepreneur, the black woman, the, you know, 
you told all you said all the things like that I've goal set a rock star, whatever. Like yeah. that is me. But I'm also Terry Gioma. I love to laugh. I love to just have fun. So yes, we've been putting out like I put say we, me, I've been putting out more reels and just having the fun because I enjoy yeah. the creative side. When I did my master's, it was in media and communications and a focus oh, was so in videos. I love making movies. I love editing stuff. I could be in a room editing forever and not even feel like time went by. So that's what I like to do for fun. So I can now put me out and then power of one million is more the inspiration. That's what you guys see in YouTube and, and it's going to be its own brand too, but I'm learning how to be different on each brand because each brand has its own personality. Right. Ooh, that's so good. That, that's pretty clever, Terry, because we, we kind of learned the hard way that it's important not to name all of your businesses and your brands after your own name. Yes. Right? So I'm, I'm curious, what made you make that decision? Because now it seems like you're distinguishing between you and then your other companies to be, so that they become their own thing. What, what made you make that decision? I'm learning that I have more interest. So down the line, I may not want to be just associated with trade and travel. And we're doing some cool stuff. Like now we're really deep diving into the trading side of the brand. I mean, excuse me, the travel side of the brand. So like I'm speaking in Croatia and I'm speaking in, South, in Africa and different things like that. But I might decide later down the road that I want to do a clothing line or you know be mm -hmm. like kanye mm -hmm. or something i don't know do it some fun <laughs> come on <laughs> but i need to have my own identity so that trade and travel can live on its own also i found out and here the beating is back if you hear it but also i found out you can't sell a company when you're the main mm. face of it and if down the road i decide that i want to sell then i needed to fully work on its own and have someone else's face on it for people to to buy it that's so, yeah, I, I want, real quick, I'm gonna just double back because I feel we're just now as black and brown folks starting to get the concept of business or one of the main purposes of business, which is you start companies to sell them. I think more of us are starting to realize that. Just give us your take on that real quick because I love that you said that if I want to sell and I think some people are so caught up on ownership, which is important. We're huge advocates for ownership, but there is some time that comes where you're like, okay, it's time to move on to something else. I'm actually going to sell. Talk about that a little bit. We talk so much about investing and how the goal is to make 10x your return. You do that when you sell. And actually, when they look at your valuation, they say your valuation is 10 times the profit that you're bringing in now. So just knowing that in your head, you can work really hard, get to a certain level of profit, but you're not going to make 10 times that until you sell it. That's what you mm. when you'll actually exit and get the money and value. So mm. I like that's something that I think about all the time. I'm doing really well and it's great. I would love to leave a legacy to my my kids and family and have the course be around. But I mean, it also would be just as big of a legacy if I get 10 times what it's worth. Use that money to do something else and have an exit. Wow. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Little, little sad part. Little sad part. All right. I I need. We're hearing all the highs and everything like that. And once again, her Puerto Rican mansion. I need to go because it's just so fire. <laughs> it's just so fire. Um, but we need to hear. Uh, 
when did you think about quitting? Like, when did you think, like, yo, this, okay, the tra- trade and travel, it's cool, but this, this ain't it. Or you doubted, or, you know, you were like, this ain't fun no more. Like, talk about those kinds of times and, like, how did you get out of it? Yeah. 2020 was tough for me. It was a really hard year. I don't know we can say that it was a hard year for everybody, but like it was hard because we were inside. It was hard because like I'm a touchy feely person and I'm sitting here by myself. My mom was there so I can cuddle with her, I guess. But like, (laughs) you know, we're just not around people. And then on the same token, like we had all these things like all these things against black people that just felt like we had no control. So on on top of the fact that we're in the house, we're depressed. And then on top of that, like everybody talks about 2020s, the stock market after the fall, but I was trading before the fall. So like Mm. just even thinking about your money and all the emotions we went through financially, your money falling out of nowhere. Like it just seemed like you fell out of the sky. And then yes, it starts growing, but so many things in the stock market just didn't make sense that year. Companies were getting valuations that like, you knew they would never grow into that. Like it just didn't make Mm. sense. The economy is falling. People are unemployed, but the stock market is going up. And so there were just so many things so and and I want to put out there, yes, at the same time, I also had one of my best years that year. And that was the biggest year for the course. And there were a lot of wins, but emotionally, 2020 was a tough year for me. And on top of that, there were times where I was trying to get into new markets for the course. Like I went into a publication that's not black people. And they were saying so many negative things. Like, how could she know what she's talking about? How, where did she learn? Someone had the, the audacity to say, well, she doesn't have MIT on her LinkedIn page. So she must not have gone. What? Oh, wow. How are you going to tell me where I went to school because of what hmm. you saw on LinkedIn or social media? Right. So it, the comments have been something I've had to work through getting through the negative comments, getting through the people that don't really believe you or trust in you, knowing that you're putting so much effort in, but that at the same time, it's just not being seen. Those things are tough. And and it, it's really sad when you don't have to do it. When you're thinking to yourself, I ain't got to be here. Like, mm. I don't know about y'all, but I really could leave and I'll be just fine. <laughs> so that's, that's the hardest part. Yeah. Wow. That yeah, I can um I, I definitely understand because I imagine you have also you earned a living through trading. So it's like, well, I can sh- certainly just disappear from a teaching side and still just generate my income that way. And then of course having to navigate that, that can be tough. So what changed? What changed? Like what's the fast forward we're now in twenty twenty two? Uh what's the thing that makes you say, Oh, you know what? I'm I'm still gonna show up, I'm still gonna be me and I'm gonna still grow. What changed? Yeah. I still love the students. Honestly, like that's really it. I still love the students. I love my friend who was like, I'll never be a trader. And then sends me a text message. I just paid for my mom to go on this trip with trading. Like, wow. just that's crazy. 
another person, she like I talk about her a lot, but it's just so cool. The concept she renovated her kitchen with the money she made from trading. But the cool thing is like she could have just she had like thirty thousand dollars. That's how much it was going to take to do the kitchen. She could have just mm-hmm. taken that and paid for the kitchen. But she was like, no, I'm going to trade it. And within less than I think it was almost less than three months, but let's just say less than six months. She had paid off the kitchen with trading money and still had that 30000 in her mm. bank account. Like that kind of stuff, like that, that's revolutionary. And I still think about, like I said, the people who got to go tell their family that they, that they just lost money. And like I've yeah. been there. That was, that was another time where I wasn't sure I was going to keep going because after I had quit my job, I had a huge loss. I lost $26,000 overnight. And I rem- right. And at that time, like I'm still an educator salary and I'm traveling around the world. So the things coming to my head are like, dang, I got to go back and get a job. I got to tell my mom that I didn't make it. Like I got to figure out how to get this money back because I also had was stupid. I had used some like credit cards to try to fund the trading. So now I got to pay back these credit cards, all mm. these things that were crazy that I would never tell anybody else to do. But I had to work myself out of that. So I know what it feels like to lose and I know what it feels like to have to come back out of a big loss in trading. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's, 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 bring, let's bring some personal side to it. Okay, so you were in a singles mansion. Hello. Now, okay. Shout out to, to Anthony O'Neill. We had him uh, literally before that had premiered um, and I didn't know you were on there. Like I saw content a little bit before, but I didn't know you were on. And then I was like, this is why I love her so much. This is great. <laughs> right. Mm. Um, talk to the people because we're big on like showing the expertise first, then showing your community more about you. Like, when did you know, like, okay. They, they got to know this side too. Like, was it uncomfortable? Are you, are you still uncomfortable with it? Like, are you out here like, no, where is my man? Hello, where is he? I'm in Puerto Rico. Hello. This is why I moved there because I want right? to be a little Puerto Rican poppy. Like, I'm out here. So talk to, talk exactly. to the people. Don't mind me. I'm, I'm silly. But um, talk to the people about that that side of you, like, I, I got this established, but when did you felt feel comfortable about it? About this past year. I think people have always known that I'm single and I'm a single black woman out here in these streets loving it. Yeah. But more recently, I decided that like I still love the ministry side of things, too. And I still love like pouring into people. And there's a yeah. big ministry around. So y'all are like the third person to know. But something that we revealed on the singles mansion that got cut out, but then it was on uh dear future wifey podcast. So I'm also right. a virgin. I've been saving myself for marriage. Come and on. Yeah. Let's celebrate that. That's a <laughs> rare situation. Let's go celebrate mm-hmm. you. Yes. And more recently I've decided to start talking about it because it just shows that I have a commitment to God. Like I've dedicated my life to God. And right now so many people are feeling like, well, religion is is stupid, that you can't can't live a life that's pure, that there's no way to to do things, but like I guess the point is there are 
people out here that are completely still devoted to the Lord, still believe in Jesus Christ and still killing it financially. And, mm. and it's okay to do both. Like you don't have to sell out. You don't have to give your soul away to the, the wrong people. You don't have to fit in. Like it's okay. And God will still bless you. So that's something lately that I've just wanted more people to know that that part. And it's it's crazy, Nikki, because lately doors have been open to me because of my financial standing. Like I think about the Breakfast Club. Um, yeah. I went on there because of finance. But by the end of it, they asked me to pray. Mm. And so like there's a scripture that says your skill, your talents will open doors for you or something like yes. that. And it really has been doing that. So I just want more people to know that you can still believe in God. You can still love the Lord, have a have a saved life, and do well. So good. Wow. That's what's up. That's what's up. You do, you do, I will say you do have a very like cool, calm spirit to you. Like just all along, even in your voice, it's like that very chill kind of energy that you give off. I'm curious as to how you've navigated or I don't know that you ever had any, uh, say, fear or anxiety around stepping out onto social media and literally putting all that information, because that is still pretty private information, yeah. right? I'm sure you've held on to that for quite some time. How did you gain, say, the courage to now say, okay, I'm going to put this out on social, I'm going to do more, and I'm actually going to put a lot of my content and my creativity out there for pretty much the world to see? That was a hard, it was, it was a bit hard, especially when you have parents that are like, don't talk about money on social. And now lately, mm. like, because I've been investing, like we talk about money on social media and like, we've had to think about security, especially now that, our, that mm. my numbers have gone up and our numbers for the company have gone up. Now, do mm. you get security for that? And then y'all know I'm a single black woman. So now I really need security. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I'll tell you the truth, Moose. I don't have a solution. I'm just working it out. Mm. Like now we've we've gotten security. Now I'm I'm a little more tailored around what I say. Like there was this YouTube video that came out and literally showed people exactly where I lived. And wow. then I I mean, I can't go back. I'm unsafe now. You just told the world how to get to me. So that kind of stuff is scary. And I don't really have mm. a solution yet. I've still been putting stuff out, but now like I even have so many imposters on Instagram. I'm scared to like put something out because they're going to pretend it's them and use it. So I don't know. I'm I'm just working through it. Wow. And pros and cons of creating a super dope brand. I just want to put that out there. Just put that <laughs> out there. Look. Um, okay, I got, I got two more questions. I got two more questions. Uh, let's talk about... The Power of One Million, because that's a super dope, like, series, right? Um, you got some of our favorites. Shout out to Jeremy. Shout out to Shans, you know. Um, but what what made you do this series? It's, you said it's a podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. And I didn't I know mean, it was a podcast. It just looked so great on YouTube. I was like, this is fire. But, yeah, tell us, tell us about it. What, you know maybe give us some like who guests to expect and because first off let me say this the houses that you be going to are fire i was telling moose offline like yo they get like the fire like it has a bowling alley it has a basketball <laughs> court it has multiple i don't even know where she finds these things just to create content i 
why are we doing it this like this, this way? So like yeah. talk to the people about that, like, because we're big on content series. So I'm like, what are you doing with this? You mm -hmm. know, like this ain't this ain't just a content series just to have a content series. So I want I want to know all the details. Power of One Million actually started in 2020. It started in South Africa. So I was, y'all know I like to travel. First of all, you're not going to speed past that. Like you didn't just say what you just said. We, no. we, we, we traveled to New York, Houston. Yeah, we traveled around the world on this Florida. episode. I think we visited every content. Yeah, we visited every content. It's been safe to say. We visited every content on this episode. And I've been to Australia too. We'll just add that to all the contents are okay. touched. Beautiful. No. Beautiful. There we go. It's um, <laughs> but yeah, so in beginning of 2020, I was in South Africa and my team and I were trying to think through, well, we want to find a way to get more emails and continue to grow our brand. And at the same time, we had just launched the like we were helping a thousand students to make a thousand dollars in a day. And mm. so if you help a thousand students make a thousand dollars in a day, that's a million dollars that our students could generate in a day. That's the million dollar a day campaign. We had started that campaign, but then realized that people couldn't even aspire to a million of anything because they had never seen it. They had never right. seen anybody that looked like us do it. So we said, well, why don't we create a, a webinar series where we bring people in that have hit a million of something? And it actually like shout out to your hat. I remember your hat said earn your leisure. Roy, yeah. and, I mean, Troy and Rashad were actually on it, too. They were part of the webinar series back in 2020. So we brought nice. in these like really dope people. And I just interviewed them and said, hey, share your story. Let us know all the millionaire people. And we did it for about 12 weeks in the first part of 2020. And it was a lunch and learn. People would sign up for the webinar. We got their email. And then at lunch, they would eat lunch and watch our, our webinars. Mm. Yeah. And then it, like we kind of let it or I let it go and didn't touch it again until when Sean and Drew came to me and said, hey, Terry, have you ever thought about a podcast? And I was like, no. But like I had this Sean wants everybody to have a podcast. I love Sean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, I know. I said, but I have this this thing I used to do. Like we did this power of one million thing. And he was like, well, what if we bring that back? And mm. I'm in a season now where I only do things that excite me. So right. I'm excited by hanging out with my friends and cool people. And I'm excited by going to cool houses around yes. the world. Mm. Yes. So, I told him, mm -hmm. you know, if y'all could bring some cool people to cool houses around the world, then I'm down. And that's what oh, we do. Listen, wow. listen wow. Real, real, real quick, Isaiah, I need you to show the cool houses on on this footage, please. I just because the houses are amazing. That's that's all I got to say. That's y'all got to Y'all got to check out that uh, that series for real. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, this has been awesome, Tara. I mean, uh. You know, we, we similar to what you mentioned, we kind of started our show and podcast during 2020 and it was kind of by mistake. Right. We were just doing stuff because we were locked down and all that. And over time, it really came together and we were like, man, this is the perfect way to be able to give people honor and, and really just pay tribute and give them their flowers while they're still here. And I know a lot of people are kind of up on that now, but that's just our way of doing it. And I think this episode shows why we think you're one of those people that's worthy of that, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Believer, you you care about people, you want to teach others, right? And and you're still obviously 
able to walk in in your own light, which is incredible. So definitely this is our way of saying thank you. I'm sure Nix might have some of her own words. I'm just going to say that uh, and definitely saying we appreciated this conversation. I'll, yeah, I'll give it to you, Nix, for, uh, for the final you. question. I didn't even got nothing. I just wanted I to say you. thanks. This has been dope. Yeah, Thank and you. I, and and I have to say the same thing. Like, you you know, like I already feel like we rock with each other, yet we never met and hanged out or anything. I gotta change that. You tell me where you are. Let's we gotta go. change you that. You know I'm in Puerto Rico. Come on down. Listen, Come visit the family. Don't play with me. I need pan de queso quick. But anyway, okay, this is gonna go. Um, final final question. Um, I always like asking, what are three books that has helped you in your brand and business journey? One is Who Moved My Cheese? It talks about being able to adapt to change. Another one is definitely the Bible. People don't know, but it's over a thousand mentions of money in the Bible. And just like learning who you are about like, who does, who does, who do they say I am? Like mm. God said that, mm. but that's the same with you in branding. Who who do they say I am? Right. Um, so that's good. And then there's so many other ones. Can I just stick? I'm gonna stick with those two. Those two? All right. That's what it is. <laughs> so look, I just like how Moose said, um, I just wanna Thank you for being on our platform. Like I seen the journey um, and I, I was begging Sean. I was like, yo, I know you work with her, right? Can you see if, cause we do things different over here. Like, can you, she's talking about all her stuff over there, but could, we got to break down how dope she is. Like this is fire. So this is our way of giving flowers to you. Um, I think me and Moose are gonna do the course because uh, yeah, I'm we, up. we got yeah I'm we gotta do up, it. Oh my yeah, yeah. camera just went off. Great, oh, hold on, wow. <laughs> Moose, take this, take this. Yeah, yeah no, nah, I am. Uh, I'm signing up, Terry. I'm gonna have to check that out. I'm trying to do a little trade and travel too. So uh, yeah, you might you might have some uh, two new students as part of the the course. Uh, so look out for us here soon. Facts. But no, typically uh, in closing, uh, we let our guest. Uh, close us out with some final words, right? Just uh, something that you'll give to the people. So, uh, yeah, what you got for our listeners? Ooh, I just want to tell y'all, just because it's hard doesn't mean you shouldn't try. So many people say that, well, 95% of traders fail, but that means 5% are successful. 90% of venture capitalist people fail, but people are still trying to buy companies. So focus on those that are successful, find someone that has been successful and then learn their system. Like that's what we do in trading and that's what you should do. Just cause it's hard doesn't mean you shouldn't try. Mm. 